Hi, this is John and Nicole Sablon of To Have and To Hold, and we just want to remind you that when you're listening to To Have and To Hold, that this isn't any professional counseling that we're giving. This isn't any um, specific direction in your life. We're really just sharing from our hearts our personal experiences, our own perspective as it relates to marriage, family, and our faith. And so we just want to remind you that what you do is what you do. It has nothing to do with us. But we'll keep praying for you. Keep praying for us. God bless. We'd start off with some music. That was a little, that was a groove, groove session. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of Tab and Hold. Obviously, we're grooving this session, starting so off with some music. Maybe we should toast to, to dancing. Toast to dancing and with your loved one. With your loved one and having fun with them. Yes. Amen to that. Well, welcome to the listeners and viewers out there for another episode. Happy to be back with you guys. We're enjoying ourselves. We're getting more settled in, more comfortable with life, with podcasting, right? Mm, speak for yourself. <laughs> we don't know how many episodes will be left before we go on another year break. <laughs> Two-year break. <laughs> it was two years? I believe it was two years. It was yes. something. Yes. It was something. But anyway. And, yeah, we're glad to be back with you. Hopefully you enjoyed the last episode. And we obviously toasted to dancing, but in this episode love we will be talking about i mean we started off with a song yeah and the song the reason why we selected it is because it talks about not taking things personally Hmm. he says me i don't take it personally when you take these shots and so we're talking about the dynamics and relationships when we can certainly take each other personally i think that we have something called an ego Hmm. and pride that we all work with Hmm. And I, I noticed your look at me got intense. Oh, said, ego <laughs> and pride. And so um, <laughs> we all need to work on humility. Mm. And sometimes our ego is manifested in our relationships and our dynamics in the day to day. And so we'll be talking about that and how it shows up. Perhaps it'll resonate with you how it shows up for myself and how for John and what we can do about it. Yeah, and I'm going to say right off the bat, like this is an area where I struggled for a long, long time. Not to say I don't struggle, but thanks be to Jesus. It's it's uh, not nearly as bad as it was, but it really did affect me. Um, it affected us, affected our family, affected our marriage. And so, you know, obviously we're talking in jest and having fun with this, but this is a real problem for real people. Um, and then that includes us. And I think 
the more we can put our finger on it, you know, the more, as you'll hear me often say, once you can name it, you can tame it, right? So you can kind of go after something and say, okay, maybe I do um, get defensive and take things personal. So where do we begin in this love? Because, I mean, it's a heavy topic. Um, so we, we ask that you check your ego and your pride at the door. Yes. Because, because this is going to be huge on this introspection and this self-reflection. You're going to have to own some stuff especially some of your stinky, smelly stuff that's out there. That's right. Well, I think you named it first, is that humility is really to be humble and and Mm. to be open in recognizing the patterns in my own behavior and what is it that I'm doing. So oftentimes, and my theoretical practice, I use cognitive behavior therapy, Mm -hmm. meaning that our thoughts are connected to our emotions, which are connected to our behaviors, which are then connected to our thoughts. So it's cyclical. Mm-hmm. So if I have negative thoughts, I'll have negative emotions and negative behaviors. And so if I'm taking things personal, which to me seems to be negative, it's not life-giving. It could be very self-serving, meaning I'm focusing on myself. I'm licking my own wounds. Navel-gazing. I'm... Yes, fallen into self pity. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking at how to repair and move forward in a relationship. Rather, I'm stuck on whatever my spouse has done or said that has hurt me, that has affected me. Mm. And I need to get outside of myself, which requires humility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's an intentional act of the will because, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, it, 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 and, and, St. Thomas Aquinas talks about this when he talks, it talks about like the six daughters of wrath, but you know, we kind of enjoy the, uh, that part of the pain and the suffering piece, right? Like just, we can just really, that becomes the light in it. We take the light in the, the blaming. I mean, we talked a little bit about this in the blame game episode, right? Where we were, uh, you know, the blaming, the, um, uh, the, you know, you know, avenging of the wrong, that was done to us. Mm-hmm. So th- there's a lot to it. And uh, I just think that this is plaguing a lot of relationships, a lot of couples, a lot of families today, because, which is crazy to me, because if you notice, and, and I'm, I'm, we're speaking from experience, we are a lot nicer, a lot more tolerant, a lot more forgiving to everybody that we encounter in our daily world mm-hmm. outside of the home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? We won't take, to, we'll give every, we'll assume good intentions from the people in, in, in the break room will, I mean, perhaps not, I'm generalizing now. Right. But, um, but we will give way more, uh, flexibility and patience and forgiveness towards those versus when we come home and we deal with the people that we're really the most vulnerable to. Well, when we're connected with our loved ones, emotionally feel strongly, a strong connection to our loved ones. What happens is certain wounds will emerge it's more likely to emerge. We feel safe mm-hmm. when we're around people that we love. It's different in, like you said, the workplace with our coworkers, where we don't have that sort of relationship. Mm-hmm. And so we still stay guarded. And, you know, it's interesting because we talk about last episode, we were talking about the first level of happiness, which is the sensible, the pleasure seeking. We talked about hedonistic. The level two is ego comparison. So we're really getting to the ego in our pride and what we do, we try to figure out who's, who's on top, who's better, who's, um, most, you know, intelligent, athletic, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And I think that that 
we want to protect ourselves and we somehow in relationships, we get that competitive nature in terms of who's right and who's wrong. Mm. And sometimes we use our emotions and we use emotional reasoning. Emotions are, they get intense as we know, but they wax and they wane. Mm -hmm. They don't stay consistent. And so if we start to engage in that thought process just based on emotions alone, we can be, they could be very deceptive. And so it's important for us to know how to regulate our emotions and see things clearly. Now, this doesn't suggest that the person, our spouse, or one that we're in a relationship with did not hurt us. I'm not saying that. But we have to look beneath it to see, was that their intention? And am I engaging in a dialogue that wants to hear what their intention is? Or am I engaging in dialogue that wants to prove and justify my own feelings Mm -hmm. and then force my significant other to become accountable for those feelings. Now, I'm only in control of my own feelings. Mm -hmm. The other person doesn't make me feel a certain way. And so do I, but do I want to hold him accountable and blame him or is it better to maybe check myself, take some deep breaths. So I'm, I'm actually thinking with my, this part of my brain, right? So I, maybe I need to step away for about 20 minutes, engage in something else and then come back and say, you know, I really felt hurt when this happened and I need and state my need in a positive way, Mm -hmm. in a calm manner. And I have to make sure that my spouse is ready to receive and have that sort of conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you you pointed out one thing that I wanted to make sure I reiterated is you being hurt and the person's intention aren't, um, they're connected, but they, they can be independent of one another. Um, meaning you could still be hurt and rightfully hurt and the person could have completely missed um, and caused that hurt unbeknownst, to, unbeknownst them. to them without even trying. Right Now, again, there's a lot and there's so many different factors that contribute to that. So it's not trying to give an excuse one way or another. We're not trying to enable or validate the person who may have been hurt and perhaps um, rightfully so that there isn't work that needs to be done there or that they didn't take it the wrong way and vice versa, that the person... Uh, could have done something that would have caused a hurt, but had zero intention of doing so. And there's also those people that have every intention of doing so. Right. So there's, again, trying to balance. So intention is is the key. It's trying to figure out what the intention is. Intention is the key. And I think something we've talked about in the past is the connection between the reaction, the response to the actual incident in of itself. And is there a, is there, um, is it disproportionate? Mm-hmm. Right. Is it the dump truck thing we've talked about before? Mm -hmm. Um, And is there something deeper underlying there that needs to be addressed addressed and teased out Mm -hmm. that this is just the symptom of? Mm -hmm. And so it's just another one of these examples of hurt and then mistrust and blah, 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 blah. Which does happen in, in marriages when there's a pattern of. Perhaps one spouse is getting hurt by the other spouse. Mm hmm. And. So when the 
the spouse is trying to make a change. Mm-hmm. They recognize they're taking accountability. They're trying to make a change. And then they mess up again. Oftentimes, a spouse that has been hurt defaults to, see, you're doing it again. This will never change. Mm-hmm. They call it a n- negative bias. Mm-hmm. As opposed to giving the person the benefit of the doubt in listening what was going on, mm-hmm. not trying to react too quickly, but trying to seek to understand where they're coming from so we can grow in a new direction. How do we learn from this and grow and renew, maybe perhaps make our relationship better? Mm-hmm. Right? Stronger, yeah, and and I think it's not just in in marriages. Obviously, that that is there, but parent to child relationship and vice versa, just relationships in general, where there is this um, contention at times between whatever communication, whatever it may be, um, that that is really about taking things personal and and, and just seeing things different than what they are. Mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. So it seems like you're you're kind of talking about taking a different perspective, taking and recognizing that people do have different perspectives. Yes. And it kind of reminds me of, so we like to go on, on walks together and I highly recommend for all couples Mm -hmm. to engage in something that you and your spouse can both share and have fun with, whether it's dancing, having a glass of wine for us also taking walks. And so we were taking a walk and it was a beautiful day. Weather was nice. We had great dialogue. Here we're talking. And I proposed, would you like to go this route to take a longer, longer route, have more time for the, to, to talk and, mm-hmm. to, and walk? And so um, John says, yeah, let's do that. And so I make a, I make a left when normally we would go straight. And in the neighborhood, it just, you follow the, we always follow the, the sidewalks, you know, around. And so in this little neighborhood has a cul-de-sac. So I figure we're going to follow the, continue to follow the sidewalk. We're at, come to this, the part of the sidewalk where it goes into the cul-de-sac, right? It goes, it makes a left. Mm-hmm. And I recognize that as I'm turning, getting ready to turn, John's body kind of shifts it seemed like he was going straight. So I asked him, sweetheart, did you think that when I was saying to extend the, the walk that we are going to go straight and, and not turn? He said, yes. And I just kind of chuckled because I just thought to myself how when I communicate something, mm-hmm. how I think it's so clear in my mind, I could even picture the route and what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And to think about, again, it's an opportunity for me to grow in humility, is to see, oh my goodness, he had something else in mind completely and was going to go straight. And how I could have, at that kind of fork in the road, if you will, Mm -hmm. I could have turned around and said, see, you never listened to me. I said we're going to go a different route, and you agreed to it. right? I could Mm -hmm. have done that, taken it personally, because you're going straight mm-hmm. after I just said but instead just chuckle to myself in thinking about perspective what you just mm-hmm. we're just talking about is that no matter how we think clearly we communicate it can always be perceived a hundred different ways right yeah it was funny because you had mentioned and I should I think in reflecting on it we've had this discussion before where it's like when you want to take the inner loop 
you know, and to increase, you know, add, add more to the walk. And if you guys could see it, right. It's like, well, all I saw was, yeah, you just walk on the inside of the street. Like it's a, it's a street that's inside of the normal route. Meaning that if normally we walk straight. And so when you say the inner loop, I thought, oh, we're just going to go down the street and walk over and and add to it and then continue with the path that we we're walking. And what Nicole's meant, and we've done this part before, is, no, we're going to take the inside loop all the way through every twist and turn of the walk. And so it's funny when you had clarified, right, and asked, said, hey, babe, did you think we were going a different route mm-hmm. versus the one we're on? And I said, yes. Mm-hmm. And okay, I thought so, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. I mean, but with, it did facilitate a conversation about right. perspectives, and so we got to laugh at um, about that. But I think it goes to when you are at that crossroads with your spouse, or in any relationship, and you recognize, okay, maybe what I shared was not conveyed well; it wasn't perceived well. Instead of taking it personally, maybe I want to inquire a little bit more about it. And it's important that I don't take it personally because if I do, what happens is then my tone is off. I can sound like I'm angry because I'm, I'm hurt. I could have facial expressions that show that I'm displeased. Mm -hmm. I'm displeased because you didn't hear me. I just talked about it or what have you. My, gestures could be off or whatever can you explain a little bit about my how was my tone when you asked me i'm very uh, i mean it was just very uh i I don't know what the word is gentle soft Mm -hmm. right so it wasn't like um upset or it was actually it was actually a genuine sincere question Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. seeking to understand yeah Uh uh-huh yeah, it, it wasn't like, um, yeah, I don't know how you could ill-receive that, but then I, I've been in positions where I could probably ill-receive that, yeah. right? Because I'm automatically taking it personal because I think you're judging or being critical of me. Yeah. Like you always are, right? That kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been there. So it, it, I can I can say, but in, in thinking back to that moment, it was genuine, sincere question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's good that... Um there is a time where when we think in the absolutes, the you always do this or you never listen or what have you, we know that ourselves, we're not in a good spot. When we use those always and nevers, it's mm. good to calm down, right? Not to engage in, in this sort of dialogue because it's not going to be productive. If I've, If this part of my brain is hijacked, which we talked about before, I'm more likely to say and do something that I'm going to regret. Yeah. So it's better for me to just say very lovingly the best way I can is that, you know, I really would like to have this conversation with you, but I just can't, I'm going to need some time. Mm -hmm. And I think that as you develop in your relationship to even have a nonverbal cue, because it's very hard to communicate that when you're in the heat of the moment, just to say, I mean, I know that for us, you know, we used to, I would, well, I say to you, you know, I'm going to chapel and you know, okay, she needs time. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I was just thinking about the absolute thing and we kind of have a, a, a safeguard mechanism. So if we ever use that, we automatically respond with you always never mm-hmm. um, or you never always either one. Right. Mm-hmm. So 
it's just a reminder. It's like, oh, wow, I used absolute again. Yes. And it's just to bring humor in yeah. and we yeah. laugh about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's again, one of those kind of code words that we'll use. And I think it's become more of a, uh, more of a joyful uh, statement than it is a negative one. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I do think for the listeners out there, this is super critical um, in just relationships in general, speaking from a place where, again, I think I suffered from taking things personal for a long time and, and am tempted to do so at times um, at, at this stage, but I'm so far beyond what I once was, thanks be to God, is to like really sit back and think about that. Like, you know, if there's some wounds and I have plenty of those that what where is that mistrust or the assumed bad intention coming from? And especially in the married life and for those that are discerning or especially in the parent child relationship. If we. If we can't assume the good will of the other person, then there's something wrong there. There's a deeper issue. There's a sure. deeper issue. And even with, I mean, trust me, you can overcome but issues of betrayal and everything. You got to work through it. It's, it's, it's tough. But I just think for just to challenge you out there as you're listening is like to have just, just those conversations. Like where does that stem from? From a very humble place, right? Like why did, and we've had many of these conversations of like, why, what is it? Right. And then it could stem back to my father wounds or whatever it may be, or, you know, growing up on eggshells, right? Like there's some stuff that you are conditioned as a human being mm-hmm. after over and over of the reoccurrence. So now you've, you're conditioned behavior towards a specific similar type of issue or response. So it's just, you got to do the homework. You know I mean? You got to do the homework. You got to do the, the you got to go through the healing, but this should be the safest place that we have in when it comes to being vulnerable and having that discussion, not the most contentious place. And I think we both come from environments where it was the most contentious place, mm-hmm. right? Or your parent child or, you know what I mean? Like you should, children should be able to go to their parents mm-hmm. and talk to them about whatever it is, even if it may hurt or break your heart into pieces, mm-hmm. right? There has to be a place because they're, um, even in an immature mindset, if, even if somebody was ill intent at trying to hurt you, there's something wrong there because mm-hmm. that's just anti-human. And, um, you know, against the way God created us. Mm-hmm. So you talk about doing the work. Mm-hmm. How do you, what were some practical ways do you think to, to do that? Someone says, okay, I recognize I can have a tendency to take things personally. Yeah. And in the day to day with life and with all these demands, how do I, how do I work on it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you, you know, as, as many have, have heard us speak and talk, I, you know, I kind of go back to our, our basics. So let me, I'll start with the spiritual side of it, because I think this is going to kind of be the same answer forever. <laughs> so it's prayer, it's sacraments, it's staying in the things that are of Christ. Um, it's the Philippians 4, right? Whatever is good, whatever is true, whatever, like all the, whatever is excellent, these are the things that you must hold fast to. And so... Um, what you consume is important, going back to cognitive behavior therapy, right? Whatever your thoughts are, affect your emotions and affect your behavior and so on. And so what is it you're feeding yourself? So if you're playing into the navel gazing or the, the self-critical talk or the self-pity, whatever it is, you know, you got you to gotta start to 
pull back and, and start to work on those things. Like, why am I doing it? What's what? What am I trying to to solve here by doing that? So I think the prayer and the sacramental life, and I think the other piece is is doing the work that you know from a mental health perspective. Like, what are what are those wounds? Right, mm-hmm. my stuff goes way back to major childhood wounds. You know, a lot of trauma. Mm-hmm. So. Um, recognizing it for what it's worth now is like oh yeah a lot of this stuff has nothing to do with the people around me that i think offended me mm-hmm. it has everything to do with the things that i went through mm-hmm. but i'm not that person anymore mm-hmm. right those are things that happened to me they aren't me mm-hmm. and so it's just it's that it's but it's work right you know? right i'd say that um you know for me is going into you talked about safety mm-hmm. which is really important um and we typically process information through writing yeah and so in my life what i've adopted is journaling but it has to be in a safe place so wherever that is i love to to journal in my what i consider my divine dates my my time in front of the blessed sacrament you're so good at that yeah and journaling and asking these are when i make i ask the the hard questions and i know that i'm about to perhaps go into a place where there's a lot of hurt. I don't do that by myself. Always do that with the Lord with me. So invite him in and start asking the questions like why. Why did I respond this way? What was it about the person's actions or perhaps what they said that had me go inward and just really start to think about it and pray through it and see what God reveals? And that might be moments of silence just sitting there in front of the Blessed Sacrament and waiting but i tell you he's so faithful that something will emerge something will enlighten you Mm -hmm. and you'll get a greater clarity as to why those things happen and it gives you at the end of it okay lord what is it that you want me to do moving forward and please give me the grace to do so and so um i know that sometimes when we are stressed we come up with certain tones and facial expressions that aren't pleasant. Mm-hmm. And so when my, our loved ones are stressed and they're acting from this, this place of stress and you get to be the recipient of that tone or facial expression, again, to recognize the situation as it is, the person is stressed and to allow them to be stressed and pray for them and perhaps ask them, is there something I could do to help you? Mm-hmm. But making sure that my tone is suggesting that it's truly an innocent inquiry, one that wants to help and understand. Yeah, I would say, you know, just as we, we kind of round out this episode, one of the things I want to offer up as well as practical, um, I guess, an exercise or approach to not taking things personal is, to perhaps when you get a intense emotional response to something and you're tempted to take something emotional, ask yourself, why, why such a strong response? And what is God teaching me in this moment? What is God telling me about myself in this moment? Because what I've realized in my own journey, as broken and crooked as it, as it has been, is that oftentimes the very thing that I struggled and took personal is the very thing that I do to other people. Mm -hmm. And I think that was kind of the most humbling thing that you could like 
realize Mm -hmm. because it's just like, wow, dude, you're such a sinner in need of a savior. Mm -hmm. So just allowing yourself the time to, to just actually pause and say, man, why, why such a strong negative reaction? And what are you trying to teach me in this moment, Lord? Mm-hmm. Why am I so fired? Why am I taking it so personal? Because especially if the, rea- the response and reaction is so disproportionate to the incident at hand, mm-hmm. you asked me to take out the trash. Mm-hmm. It's been like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I was finishing up the dishes, right? I'm mm-hmm. not saying that that's a real example, but it could be. So it's just something like that. What do you, any last parting words on this topic, love? Well, as you were saying, that reminded me of this. Uh, one of my professors in graduate school, she was Jewish, and she would talk about, you know, pointing the finger. And she says, as you blame, you point the finger. How many fingers are pointing at you? Mm-hmm. You know, right? You're pointing one, the other person, but three, three of them are going in your direction. Mm-hmm. So just to your point, what is God trying to teach you? Mm-hmm. And it's important for us to take the time to really reflect and to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully this was a, a topic that was a benefit to you. I think we all can probably use some help in, in, in the area of taking things personal. Started off a little bit of humor, I think ended with a little bit of practical advice. Hopefully it's helpful to you. Again, we always appreciate and your prayers, uh, your support. Continue to, to let us know what it is you like to hear about relationships and all things in between. Until then, we just ask that you continue to like, follow, share, subscribe, point somebody to this content that you may find helpful and you think may be helpful for them. And can pre- keep praying for us as we continue to pray for you. And remember to bring your glass next time so we can cheers and toast to you. May God bless you and keep you. And we'll see you on the next episode of To Have and Told. God bless. <laughs>